Well, welcome today. It's great to have you here with us. I'm excited to be with you today. I believe today is going to be a day that's going to encourage you. It's going to impact you. It's going to build your spirit because while we are in a situation currently that is difficult, you feel these challenges. I know you do, but there's something else that's happening and God is awakening our hearts to what's really important again. That's him and that's people, loving God and loving people. And so I'm just excited to share with you today. Today's message is all about friendship with God, friendship with God. And I want to talk about five choices you can make, five choices this week that you just grow with God in these things. You just show up in these things and you watch how God continues to work in your life through these decisions that you make. It's a difficult time. Can we be honest about that? It's challenging. I know. But what I would also say is this. Right now, we are one day closer to the other side. One day closer to the other side of all of this. And so while we may not be in the situation we want to be in, while this may be something that feels like a big hurdle that we might not be able to get past, we are one day closer to the other side. Well, let's get into this big idea of friendship with God. It comes from John chapter 15. It says, I am abiding in Christ. See, Jesus says to us, John 15, verse four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So here it is from the beginning. All of the points we talk about today, all of these decisions are based on this mindset. And that is number one. Here it is over everything. I am abiding in Christ. I am remaining in Christ. I am resting in Christ. I am secure in Christ. I am connected to Christ. And if I'm connected to Christ, I believe and I trust that God is going to be working in this situation. I believe he is going to be working in my life. I know he is working in all things. So uh, first thing in here, first choice, first decision is I trust in Jesus. You can say that one out loud today. Sometimes you got to speak it out loud to believe it. I trust in Jesus. I won't be anxious because I trust in Jesus. Trust is a decision and trust is a process. Trust is a decision. I'm choosing to trust. I'm choosing to to believe that you're going to be there for me, God. I'm trusting in you. And so trust is a decision, but trust is also a process. And part of this is you're going to have some days that are going to be really good. And you're going to have some days that are going to be really tough. And in all of these things, we continue to trust. I'm growing in trust. I'm learning to trust. Trust is a process. We don't get there overnight where, you know, you're at a 100 out of 100% on trust. It's incremental. And so know that God has grace for you where you are as you're trusting in him, that there's permission from heaven to grow in this, that you're not expected to get it all on, on day one, but rather it's, 
It's a position of the heart. God, I'm trusting you. You know, Paul said in in, uh, Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Can't we all use that? The gentleness of the Lord in our lives. Verse 6, be anxious for nothing. How many things? No thing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And you got to spell that all with 17 L's. All understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Trust is a decision and trust is a process. Today, it's a decision. It's a decision. I trust in Jesus. I won't be anxious because I trust in Jesus. When I feel anxious, my heart may, you know, start palpitating. I may get a little, you know, shortness of breath. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? How's this going to work out? I'm choosing to trust in Jesus. You take a deep breath. God, I trust in you. Second decision. I obey Jesus. I won't swerve off course because I obey Jesus. Friends of Jesus obey him. Now, I don't obey my other friends. You probably don't either. But you don't have a friend like Jesus. No one else is the King of Kings. No one else is the Lord of Lords. No one else is the Son of God who gave his life for you. No one else has been resurrected from the dead. He's not like your other friends. He's sent from heaven, the friend of sinners. You know, I love in John 15... Uh, Jesus says this, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. All things I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. What's obedience look like? Loving God, loving people, it all flows from this John 15, verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. I obey Jesus. I choose to not swerve off course. I choose to keep my eyes on him. I love in Hebrews 12, it says, fixing your eyes on Jesus, fixing your eyes on Jesus. It's difficult to swerve off course when you're focused on what's ahead. When you're focused on what's ahead, you start moving towards it. Wherever your attention goes, your action goes there goes there with it. So I want to encourage you today that you don't just bring your attention to Jesus, but like it says in Colossians 3, bring your affection to Jesus. Set your minds on things above and set your hearts on things above. It's not just about what's happening here. It's what's happening here. Let's be totally focused, totally consumed with Jesus and his love for us. And out of that love, let's obey him. Let's obey him. Obedience brings blessing every time. It may not look the exact way you expected it would, but obedience brings blessing every time. The third decision is this. I talk to Jesus I won't avoid prayer because I share everything with Jesus. And I want to encourage you. You can share everything with him. 
you know, in Psalm 139, verse 1, it says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Going on in this passage, he says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You have searched me. You know me. Where can I go from you? You're everywhere. So there's this wonderful resting. There's a positioning of your heart at rest, knowing that the God of heaven knows everything about you. He searched you. He knows you. And he loves you exactly as you are. He loves you exactly as you are. And out of that, there's a rest. There's a security that allows you to say, today, I'm talking to Jesus. He knows everything about you and he loves you anyway. And then you can even invite him. You can even invite Jesus once again to search you because this is relational. This is inviting it. Now, he, he knows everything about you, but then just saying, God, I really want to open my heart to you. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. I want to encourage you today. Invite the Lord to search you. We have time on our hands currently, don't we? Now, we could just fill it with television. We could just fill it with social media. But this is a time when God is he's stealing all of our idols, the things that we've held on to for security. And what we're left with at this time is what's in our hearts and what's in our minds. And so what would it look like for you to say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. And what I want to do is I want to open my heart to you, that you would bring your affections to me, and that you would search me, that you would know me, that you would test my anxious thoughts. I don't want to have anxious thoughts. I want to walk with you. I want to trust you. And I don't want to have offensive ways. I want to be in your ways. Well, that's the encouragement in Psalm 139. You can share everything with him. I love how Paul says, pray without ceasing. I'm not great at it. I can tell you that. Like if, if I can list a bunch of things I can do or pray, I often will lean towards the things I can do. But what God is doing currently is he's kind of taken a lot of things off of our plates of things we can do. But what he's given us is an opportunity to pray to connect with him. So would you commit this week to share everything going on with him? The good, the bad, the joy, the frustration. He knows it all, but just invite him into it. Third decision is I talk to Jesus. I won't avoid prayer because I share everything with Jesus. The fourth decision is I grow with Jesus. I grow with Jesus. I won't live in the past or in the future because I'm growing in Jesus today. And if I may, I would say you're getting a lot of opportunities to grow right now. The fact that you're here right now, it says a lot about you because you could be doing anything, but instead you're tuning in because you want to grow in God. That's the kind of person that you are. And right now, I guarantee you, you like everybody else is having a lot of opportunities to grow, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your family, God is giving you opportunities all around 
to grow. You might just see these as obstacles, but these are opportunities. These are things that God is giving you with an opportunity to grow. Now, people usually approach life with one of two ways. One is a growth mindset. A growth mindset is always looking for more ways to grow. Just how can I get better at this? What can I be learning? How do I learn more? How do I ask better questions about what's happening? I'm not just going to be looking all the time and tapped into the news and have my anxiety ramped up to a thousand. Instead, I'm going to be in the word. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm going to be reading books that are going to challenge my mind and help me think because I have a growth mindset. Now, when I've had a fixed mindset, what happens is I just stay the same. One of my favorite quotes from Marvin Phillips was, if you're green, you'll grow. And if you're ripe, you'll rot. Well, I hope that we never have the idea that we've arrived because we don't get there. It's an ever increasing process of teachability, of learning, of growth. And it's an exciting thing. So Paul says in Ephesians chapter four, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become, let's say it together. What's this word? Mature mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow. Let's say that together. We will grow to become in every respect the mutual... Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow. Let's say that together. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. You're getting a lot of opportunities to grow right now. God is not going to allow us to remain in our former immaturities. Instead, he's going to give us opportunities to grow. The obstacles that would frustrate you, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's not a wall. It's a hurdle. You're made to be able to do this. You can overcome. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. And I love how it says that in Romans chapter 8, that there's nothing in all creation that's going to separate you from the love of God. There's just nothing that's going to disconnect you from Jesus because you're connected to him. And in that, we have growth mindsets, not fixed mindsets. Our minds are set on growing in Jesus. I grow with Jesus. I won't live in the past or the future because I'm growing in Jesus today. Number five, I long for Jesus. Number five is I long for Jesus. I won't let today's problems make me forget about heaven and eternal friendship with Jesus. And I, I, I really want to encourage you with this one today. I think right now God is preparing us for heaven. Let me say it like, like this. With this current predicament, the coronavirus, we are one day closer to the other side of this. We are one day closer. That brings to mind 
what Paul talks about with this longing for those who long for the Lord's appearing. There's this day that is coming, and I want to encourage you to lean into it, to press into it, because we're getting closer to it. This is for us, the people of God, that we say now is the time when we are practicing preparing for heaven. Right now, our hearts, we long to be together. Social distancing is not fun, especially for somebody who loves to be around people like I do. I can't even imagine what you're feeling right now, Ron. I mean, you don't, you don't even know what, what to do when you're not knocking on people's doors and Kyler and everybody else. Well, I want to, want to encourage you on this one today, Muscles. I just want to build into your faith with this idea, longing for Jesus. As we long for Jesus, as we long to all see each other and be together again, it's teaching us how to prepare for heaven because heaven is about friendship with Jesus. That's what heaven is. John 17, three says this. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Let me slow down and say that again. Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Knowing God, knowing Jesus, that's eternal life. And so Paul says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. God is preparing you for heaven. We are one day closer to the other side of this. Let's lean in to what he's doing in our hearts right now. We could, we could have fooled ourselves, and I think we did for about 15 years. I think humanity all around the globe thought if we have digital content and if we have digital relationships, that's enough. And what we're discovering right now is that that's not enough. What we need is each other. What we need is love. What we need is hope. And a lot of people right now, more than anything, are longing for a hug, for a high five, for a smile. That's something that just reminds us that God made us for himself and he made us for each other. He made us to love. That's the very heartbeat of God. And so as you're longing to see others, may that also encourage you to long to see Jesus. I long for Jesus. I won't let today's problems make me forget about heaven and eternal friendship with Jesus. Well, here it is once again. The big idea in all of this is I'm abiding in Christ. I'm shut in, but I'm not shut out. I'm connected, but I'm not cut off. You might feel lonely, but you're not alone. Because Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You can be a friend of God. It starts with a relationship with Jesus. That's what all of this is about, is that there's a God who loves you so much that he gave his son. That there's a God who loves you so much that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, to die on a cross for you. That if you would believe in him, that you could receive eternal life, that you could have friendship with God forever. And so I just want to invite you to pray with me today. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for being a friend of sinners. Thank you for your grace and your kindness. I want to be 
your friend. Help me to trust you, to obey you, to talk with you, to grow with you, to long for you, because most of all, I love you. You are my Savior and my Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. I pray that you'll be blessed. I pray that you'll enjoy every good gift that you have in God. And I want to encourage you, take some time today, text friends and tell them that they are loved, that they are not forgotten. And you be the person, you be the person who shows up to love other people in all of this. Remember, God loves you. I love you. That's the way it's going to be.